Hey everybody, welcome back to Six Pod. Jacob and Simon here. Jacob, happy one year anniversary of Rudy Gobert, infamous scene of touching all of the mics, making a mockery of the, at the time, extremely rigorous health and safety protocols when he was wiping his hands on everything and like three days later, it was him that took the basically the professional sports world down. And so I guess let's just start there. How how crazy is it that that's been it's it's only been a year, but in the same breath, how has it only been a year since that has happened? Yeah, I was just I was talking uh, to a friend of mine today, too. I was like. Man, because I remember we got we were in we were at school last year, and I was getting ready for a midterm. Um, you know, it was like it wouldn't be the worst thing to get sent home right now, get this midterm delayed. And then a year later, we're, I haven't stepped foot in a building, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I honestly think it went by pretty fast, um, mostly just due to the fact that every month has felt the same for the past twelve months. You know. Other than the temperature changing, but more or less doing the exact same stuff, right? Yeah, I um, time's weird in in a pandemic, right? Like you you think you blink and it's like the next month, but in the same breath, it's like like not like nothing changes, right? And so, yeah, I'm uh, I'm not looking forward to. I think it was March twelfth is like the famous day when everything got shut down yep, and March 12th. Um, I remember that day very, very, very uh, clearly, but I, I do not want to reminisce on that. I want to reminisce on something more depressing, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey organization. Jacob, um, All right. we All are, right. we're going right into it. We're going to start here. Um, so fresh off, fresh off another loss, Simon. Yeah, fresh off three losses actually. Let's say let's say that. So they're fresh off two losses to the Vancouver Canucks, who are arguably one of the worst teams in the division. Um, and then they lost to the Jets tonight, who are a little more competitive. To be fair, thoughts and you know thoughts, hopes, dreams. So let's, I, I, I you know, we have games where we're just unreal. We sweeped Edmonton. Without math, without Matthews, like with with three different goalies, like we are a good hockey team, and then we drop two to the Canucks, and then tonight is Matthews the problem? Then <laughs> yeah, let's start is that, that rumor. the title. Yeah, let's <laughs> Matthews uh, trade rumors. <laughs> uh, let's let's just talk about tonight though. So. Um, Matthews is hurt that he's admitted it. Keith's admitted it. You can tell in his confidence. Um, he wasn't really involved in Vancouver. Um, and it was very clear that he is still feeling it when he played 
the bumper position on the power play. So he's like the net front uh, person where usually like Tavares or like Hyman is. So I was going to throw up. So you're wearing a lot of shots. You're wearing a lot of shots in that. Well, I, I was, I was going to throw up if I saw Tavares and Thornton on the half walls. Imagine those two are your shooters. That's that was awful. That granted, Matthews did get a tip in tonight from the um from the the net front position, which I'm not going to knock that, but he's hurt, and um he hasn't really like looked like himself uh, since since the injury. And I know it takes a little bit of time to get back. And I'm not knocking Matthews at at all. He took like four games off and um is still like i think five goals ahead in the nhl like goals like it's not an issue but 20 goals 9 20 20 20 20 i think it's 20 it's 20 Um, it's 20 i promise it is 20 look at that um so jacob i just want to start there let's start right here so leafs are have this very important road uh series against winnipeg winnipeg could take over that first place position in the north winnipeg's a decent team not great but they're a decent team they're probably i would say the second best team in the north um would you play matthews granted though after this series we have a little bit of a break which will lead into some other conversations a little bit later on in this podcast about potential trade uh trade talks but let's just talk about matthews we need him for the playoffs and we need him good and going for the playoffs. I could really give less of a shit about this series game against Winnipeg, to be honest with you. What would you do? Yeah. So can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You can hear me. Right. Um, right. Simon. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, anyways, how many games have they played now? Twenty. 26? 26. I think. Okay. He's played, I think, 23. Okay. But... Okay. So we can look at this from, from a standpoint, kind of the NBA looks at it, where if your team is kind of sailing um, for the most part, like let's, to be realistic, the Leafs will finish in the top three, whether it's number one, number two, number three. Um, I'm pretty sure that they are pretty secure in, in that top three for now. But Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, um two stars of the league right and they're they're taking breaks um every couple games not a lot of people love that and this austin matthews reason is maybe a little more it's less preventative and more kind of um a reaction to his injury and even if he can play again looking at these nba guys they're like lingering injuries that they have to deal with. And they, they set out every once in a while. It, it's not a terrible idea, especially if someone like Kawhi Leonard, like I mentioned earlier, when he was on the Raptors would sit out from time to time to make sure he was, you know, managing his load. Okay. And if you want to do the same thing for Austin Matthews, you can do that. And at this point in time, you're not having fans come in just to watch Austin Matthews, the way um, people would come to watch Raptors games, and watch Kawhi Leonard, or people would come to watch, um, Nets games and watch Kevin Durant. Like with that lack of fan presence, I don't think it's as unreasonable in this season to kind of sit someone just for precaution. Does that make sense? 
Are you a fan so of just load management? Because this was brought up and the lack of load management in the NHL. That's not a thing like it is in the NBA where it's very, very um, systematic. Like you have, you know, time limits. And if you're, you know, even if you're a star player, you're not going over that time limit. I don't care if it's, you know, the last three minutes of a fourth quarter, like that's your, your time limit. Are you a fan of that? And would you, how would you react to that making its way into the NHL? Okay. So I got, you know, more, I have a, um, a nice saying I live by and not a lot of people approve of this saying, but the ends justify the means Simon is at all times. The ends justify the means at all times. The ends justify the means. So if you're a player who you want to sit for a couple of regular season games, um, even though, you know, you got, you got that playoff spot locked up, I mean, but you want to make sure he's, he's him come crunch time, then the ends will justify the means and you're going to end up having a nice parade, uh, down queen street and you're gonna you're gonna do exactly what the raptors did back in 2019 with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard's management and then being able to play every game at the highest level in the playoffs and he was fully healthy fully himself uh well rested um but in all seriousness like i don't think it's that much of an issue to sit a guy once in a while especially if he has a lingering injury that you want to take care of and you're looking to the future kind of playoff postseason kind of deal. So while it's not super fun for a fan perspective, from a winning perspective, team perspective, um, it has its benefits. Yeah, I think uh, I think it needs to be addressed because I love Austin Matthews, but I'm not paying that salary for like 70% Austin Matthews. Like I want like get get better, take some time off, rehab it, as I mentioned, they they have a break coming up after this uh, series, and so yeah, it's, they it's an all star game seven. No, no. Okay. Um, it's not as much of a, a like NHL's all star is about the fans, NBA's all star is about the media deals, and like it's a much bigger thing. There isn't really much. I think the NHL all star is on its way out personally. Um, That's not true. That's not going to happen. It's not, it's not as stop. Jacob. It's not as. It's not gonna. It's not obviously not gonna stop. But like fans hate. I mean, players hate it. Um, they do. I guess they just it. want a break in the middle of the season, right? They hate it. Oh, um, Matt, hate like it. Matt, Matthews faked an injury. Well, he didn't fake an injury last year, but he had this injury where, yeah, where uh, he didn't dress, and Ovechkin skipped the. Uh, the uh the all-star game last year got and i think you got he when you skip the all-star game i think you like miss games i think you got i think you get suspended three games you wanted to break ovechkin um but going back to tonight's loss yeah it, it was frustrating like um i'm i'm over the thornton on the first line experiment i think um think that's done um i love zach hyman and i can't deal with freddie anderson anymore and i'm not i'm not i'm not an anderson hater that's not my mo however i am a 
I'm completely against the narrative of Freddie Anderson being an elite goal tender. He's not anymore. Has that been, when has that been a narrative in there, the last few years? Oh, Jacob, let's go past five years. Like ever since he's been signed with the Leafs. And that so, has been a topic of conversation. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's been people it, that vouch for that. And so, so here we go, though. Here's my thing. We right now are an elite team. We are. Let's look at the look at the look at the standings. In order for an elite team to make a decent cup run, we need an elite goalie. We can't have a good goalie. Jacob, how much money would you honestly? This is a I'm be honest here. How much money would you put on the line that says Freddie Anderson can close out a series? Best of seven. Okay, let's define closeout. Are we saying this goalie in a do-or-die game is going to yep. give you like a performance where he lets in one goal or less, that kind of thing? No, he 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 steals the game because that's what you need to do. And like you look at Jordan Bennington for the for the Blues, right? Literally carried his team on his back, won a cup. You need goaltending in the playoffs. Look at the past three years with us, with the Leafs. So back to my question, how confident are you in Freddie Anderson being that goalie for you? I'm I'm not confident at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not confident either, but I'm not also sure that like I haven't seen enough of Campbell to say that he's that goalie either. So he's I don't think he's the answer. I'm not I'm not saying that, but and like we're not moving Freddie out. Like he, F- F- Anderson's our goalie this year, whether we like it or not. He his AAV and just the position we are in against the cap, we're not getting a new goaltender next year. Hey, but, Bryce? <laughs> um Want to know who I'm really excited though to give his five million AAV to? Zachary Hyman. Oh yeah, that that that's who I'm excited to. I cannot wait for the day when Anderson is never wearing a Leafs uniform again. He's he gonna. A, he had an eight twenty six run. He had, no 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 Jacob. He had an eight twenty six save percentage tonight. I think on his season, he's like at a 9-10. No team is going to win shit with a 9-10 save percentage in the playoffs. Well, Simon, who's going to be the goalie? Campbell? No, I'm not saying that, but I just, I would like a save at some point. I would like a save. I am going to just count my blessings and hope Campbell's ready to go for Thursday. He skated today. I I just can't deal with Freddie anymore. So I mean, when there's a team like the Leafs um, 
and again, and in my extensive um, hockey knowledge, I, if you're if you're an offensive oriented team, does as much pressure do you think get put on on a goalie like Anderson, or do you think, and hear me out, that a team that's so highly offensively focused, like like the Leafs, that when a goalie does perform poorly it's just spotlighted more because you expect the Leafs to score so many goals. And then there's a game where they only score two or three and they lose. But at the same time, do you think his, his performance is getting critiqued nearly as much if the Leafs are scoring four or five goals a game, but Anderson's still allowing three, three to four goals a game, but the Leafs are always winning and always winning. So just because maybe the Leafs are producing mm-hmm. the same rate people expect, do you think that sheds a bit more of a spotlight on Anderson's, um, iniquities it's a good question um let's like remove like the toronto spotlight out of this question and really just look at like an at the like due to the system the leafs play and yeah i think the way the leafs play especially last year um really required above average goaltending consistently because of um not only the system but like we also had tyson berry and cody cc in our top four so our 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 defense wasn't very good either last year it's a little bit better this year and our system like the leafs are actually a very very good defensive team this year which is quite funny um we also don't have tyson berry and cody cc in our top four but regardless i do think yeah i i i I, I struggle with what you're asking, like, or not struggle, but like, I, I find myself in a little bit of a predicament when talking about this kind of thing too, is like, am I expecting too much of Freddie be, because we give up too many chances on the rush or is it, just so outrageous of me to expect a goaltender to make a big save. I, I I don't, I don't know. All I know tonight is Connor Hellebuck. We didn't get goalied by Hellebuck tonight. I want to be very, very care. I want to be very, very clear. We got out goalied by Hellebuck. There's a difference. There's a difference, but anyways, let's, uh, they play on okay, Thursday. Just let me say one more thing. Yeah. An elite team. The answer to my question was Simon. An elite team has both. Like, yeah. They make it so that you don't worry whether it's a close game, low scoring, or a tie score because they're going to put it away either way. And if Leafs want to be that like elite team, they're going to have to figure out not only know. the offense consistently, but they're going to have to figure out. He's the declining situation. quickly. And I don't care. Like, I don't care where, where he goes next. He won't be a Leaf. I know that. Even, like, there were even some reports last year, and I, I want to move on from Freddie. There were even some reports last year where, like, his, like, like some of the team m- members of the Leafs lost, have lost confidence in Freddie to make big saves in big games. He's lost the room. You think you, look- uh, you think you think Paul Marner has a couple <laughs> words to say to <laughs> Paul Marner definitely gone his on a Zoom call with uh, Anderson Dubis, um, just to make just to make sure that that Mar- uh, that Freddie knows that he can't be putting Paul Marner's child 
in this situation. Paul Marner's yeah. child does not lose first round playoff games, play first first round playoff series anymore. Not not Paul Marner. Um, Jacob, the uh, the uh, NBA uh, Mickey Mouse All Star Game was this past weekend. Tell the listeners about it. Yeah, so those who didn't really watch too much, um, the NBA All Star Game happened this year. Against all odds, it happened this year, and uh, they did have some fans, but kind of breaking it down a little differently from the years past, where they have like a Friday night, um, you know, rookie sophomore game, where it's kind of U.S. versus the world, and then Saturday night they have the skills competition, and you know, three point contest, dunk contest, and. And then the, the Sunday night is like wrapping it all up with the big game. And then this weekend, it was all just all on the Sunday night. It was the skills competition and the three-point contest right before the game. And then all-star game, halftime of the all-star game was the dunk contest and then second half of the game. And then in four hours, all-star, all-star weekend is kind of completed. Um, so I just want to say a couple things about this. Like, I think it was pretty clear the players weren't keen on this, um, but I think they still had a pretty good time doing it. I just, it wasn't a great, I don't know. It just wasn't a great experience or, or feel that I've had watching in the years past. And obviously, you know, all-star games, they're kind of hit and miss, right? Simon, like it's either really entertaining or it's just a little bit boring to watch, you know, these world-class athletes half, half asset. Um, And I think that's kind of what we got this year. They got the, whatever, I'll pull this three, I'll, walk through the lane and do a little donkey dunk and i don't know to me this year just wasn't it whereas last year like you had that competition going at the end like they were just going at it like you had that was the such an entertaining yeah game last year even the dunk contest last year like the dunk contest you had overtime so the dunk contest this year was was pretty boring compared to that and it was just it just felt no one cared no one cared to be there no one cared to watch it um, it was really just strictly a money thing, a media kind of deal thing. And I mean, at the end of the day, they, they do have to kind of make some sort of money where they can because of the the lack of fans in attendance this season. But I don't know, Simon, it just, it wasn't, it just wasn't super fun the way I've been looking forward to it in the past. Along with that, I had issues with some of the all-star selections. Um, man. First of all, let me just quickly, um, I won't go into too much, but Anthony Davis did not deserve to be an all-star this year at all. Don't know how he no, got I it. agree. I agree. Second of all, Mike Conley, good for him. Like, I respect the guy's career. He's had a really solid career. But number-wise this year, just because just Utah's in first doesn't mean they get to have three all-stars regardless of their numbers. Like, yeah, go Bear and... Mitchell are good players, but Mike Conley over someone like Shy Gilgis Alexander, someone like DeMar DeRozan, who's in the, who's again, I think I mentioned this last time, but he's on the fourth place team in the West, averaging 20 points per game, like six assists per game, five rebounds per game. And, you know, screw you, DeMar. Like, screw you. Like, that's, like, I just don't get it, Simon. This is clearly a popularity contest. And I hate that about this All Star game. Like, I love when guys get recognition that they deserve, but I hate when guys just because of their names just get to play in this game um, when they're having a very below average season, um, like relative to their to their career. So 
things like that bother me. Um, I think they got to limit the fan vote because man, that's an issue for me too. Like there has to be a little how, bit more integrity, I think to the selection process for sure. Yeah. hundred percent. Like how is clay Thompson who hasn't played a single game this season, getting a million votes. Like that's ridiculous. No, I agree. And regardless of what happens, LeBron is going to be a captain every single year, unless he's injured. Every single year, LeBron is going to be a captain, even if he's averaging three points per game. But he won't, realistically. But it's just no, a but popularity if, they, if that happened, he would be a captain. There's no, um, there's no, no, no doubt in my mind. You're right. No, I thought uh, it just felt very forced. I See, think is a one. Yeah. When last year they had they had TikTokers show up and perform. Yeah, Addison Ray, Dixie, yeah, D- they had and uh, I think it was Charlie. Yeah. And even so, this year was worse. <laughs> you know, like that's that's a statement. But <laughs> to be fair, no, you're right. Dixie D'Amelio is is supposed to be in the uh, Grammy lineup this year. No, that was a photoshopped lineup. That was I, that was jokes. Yeah. I I okay. was about to lose it if that if that happened. Imagine imagine Dixie D'Amelio's name in the same lineup as like Taylor Swift. Old play yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that's unreal. Listen, I don't even like Billie Eilish, but like Dixie D'Amelio sh- yeah. should not be in the same list of 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 that company. But no, going back to the the All Star game, I I felt it very forced. Um, the players did not like they they looked like they were having fun because it was so dumb. Yeah, they were like chilling. It's a bunch of guys just playing and like say what you want. There was some competitiveness to last year. Like Kyle Lowry was taking charges last year, bro. Like there was like only Kyle. That's an only Kyle thing, though. Who who else would take charges (laughs) in the All Star game? But like. You know what I mean? There was some, um, at least some competitive flair last year. I get it. You got to give it to the NBA for pulling this off successfully. Um, and, you know, hopefully this is the only year without fans because it was not, like it was structured for like an on TV event. And we now know very, very well that the All-Star game is not a TV event. But and and I would say too, like just put it in Texas and you can have a full capacity <laughs> there, right? With nothing. Their, I think they're no masks. They're, open. they're not allowed. They're fully open, man. No restrictions. Like just so zero. just put the game there. Just put the game there, right? Whatever. So does that mean like teams like Houston? And and San Antonio Dallas. and Dallas, Dallas, Dallas Stars. Yeah, they all have fans. In so their, in all their... sports, they're like packing the stadiums. Well, so it's different, though. It's different. They're like the the state can not put mask orders on or say that there are no restrictions. But since those locations are private property, they can put enforce, yeah. enforce okay. things. And so there are um, restrictions. But there's no point if 10% of those people coming into those buildings are positive with COVID-19. Um, you know what I mean? Like if there's community transmission, 
it, just community transmission. It, it's it's interesting to see that. And we're we're not a politics pod, but you got to be an idiot to to see um, just how how dumb that that state is. Like people, I I get it. People die, but like, listen, you couldn't handle a little snow, and you're gonna now handle COVID nineteen numbers. It, it, I don't know, Jacob. I maybe I'm optimistic. I don't know if you. I don't know if you remember my uh, our conversation in golf. We were golf. We we, we on our golf trips. We, we get pretty fired up, and I know you're probably in the zone when when we talked about this. But I gave I gave a pretty realistic timeline of this vaccine. You did actually, yeah. No. I said I said, said December January. The you said by out. the end. You said by the end of the end of the MLB season come 2021 that they'll have fans in stadiums and, which and they, they already are. have, they already have a decent amount of fans at spring training games. So, and so, um, good for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I wasn't like, and the thing is like, I wasn't like just guessing. I'm just listen to the people insiders. whose voices insiders. Yeah. COVID-19 yeah. insiders. Um, just dumb, man. Just, just Texas is just dumb. That's a, that's a great point, but let's move on. Um, uh, I, I, since I'm, uh, uh, the Leafs are on the forefront, Jacob, I have a trade proposal and it's not crazy. Um, I'm not going to propose that the Leafs go acquire Taylor Hall because I don't think that's happening. But as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the Leafs have, um, a pretty significant break through, or they just don't have a lot of games. Um, over the next two weeks, how many games? Oh, how many games over the next two weeks? Um, I think they play like five, six games over 15 days. It's like it's not five bad. games, no, it's not bad, but it's not like what it's usually is right now yeah, at the, it's at the back pace. To back, yeah. It's not back to backs, and so there's there is a little bit more space to it. Um, but that's important because when an American player comes into, comes into Canada. Um, when a, when a, when an American player comes into Canada, they have to, uh, they have to quarantine for, uh, for 14 days. And so that is, <laughs> that is, sorry, that is, um, a pretty big deal. And I think this is a really good opportunity, this window, uh, to go for, for the, for the Leafs to, um, make 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 moves and i think i don't know maybe maybe their um opinions have changed but after that sweep of edmonton management was like we're doing this this year like um, we're gonna go all in and so it'll be interesting i think the Leafs are gonna acquire um mikhail granland from the predators probably haven't heard that name before um do you play in the wild yeah 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 i know boy how to boy sure um i think he'd be a really good complimentary player to our top six i think it would be granlin matthews marner uh as much as i don't really love him being in the top six i think it could be thornton Tavares, nylander keep that keep that unreal third line of Mikheyev, Engvall, and Hyman, and then have on your fourth line, Simmons, Kerfitt, Spezza, 
VC. That's a deep lineup, Sherm. Get VC out of there. He's part of the trade. That's my only condition. <laughs> Go Harvard. Uh, <laughs> um, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if that if Dubis pulls the trigger. It'll be interesting to see like what would we need to get that done. I think definitely, definitely our second round pick. Um, we're also gonna need the. Uh, we're also gonna need Preds to uh, retain some salary too, just because we are just so pushed up against the cap. But listen, if we can get Granlin for no like active roster players, I think Dubas pulls that trigger and I would be really excited to see him. We need something. We need, we just need a little bit more. Um, I saw my timeline tonight. Screw top six forward. We need a, we need a goalie. We're not acquiring a goalie. This like we have Freddie. This is Freddie. Deal with it. You think so? You think there's no chance Freddie gets moved? I think there's more of a chance of Jimmy VC catching up to Matthews's goals, goal scoring um, numbers. Then we acquire a goaltender, but Hey, Dubas has done um, crazier things and we'll see. We'll see, but that's, that's it for, uh, that's it for me and in, in the Leafs talk, Jacob, let's finish it off with what do you got? What do you got to talk about? I want to talk. I feel like we're beating a dead horse with this. So I don't think I'll actually talk about this. I was going to quickly talk about Lowry and even more trade rumors around that, but I don't think we should touch that anymore until something actually happens, to be quite honest with you. Um, Now, the more that I think about it. So just gets me sad. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, we're going to avoid that. So I'm just going to quickly rant about why we can't watch the Jays. And how stupid that is. Like, it's the most exciting team we've ever had. And this is the year Sportsnet decides to cut the spring training um, televised games. They are changing up their commentating and their, you know, sports casting announcers um, this year to, to something completely different than they had in the past. And the MLB in general does such a terrible job of growing the game. Um, like, it's so centralized in the way that the MLB is the only one who can kind of put out MLB products, whether that be games, um, you know, even like stuff you'll see on the internet, like it's got to go, like you get it from the MLB. It's, it's, they're so greedy there. And I just, it bothers me so much because in a way baseball is, is, it's slowing down, but when you get distraction and interest, they pretty much do nothing to grow the game. So it's now it's just Sportsnet kind of doing the same thing. Rogers, you know, owns the Jays and Sportsnet, and yet we can't find a way to watch five, six spring training games. Why? Like the next, the next televised game is Friday, and it's been a week and a half. Like, so I mean, I want to watch George Springer. I haven't been able to see George Springer yet on TV. I That's what I was about to say. Blue Jays Instagram. I can't watch. I can't watch Boba Shett be 280 pounds. Like I have to watch that on Instagram from, from the MLB or from the blue Jays. Like it's just so inaccessible and it bothers me to no end. but that's a little, little wrap up there just to get everyone fired up. But All right. yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. And again, sorry, we're putting this out a little late. Simon and I got midterms and uh, I think we're wrapping life, up midterms. Life happens. Life happens. And, 
the Leafs lose. Life happens. Freddie Anderson can't save a can't save Life a beach ball. Right? Life happens. And t-shirt idea. So <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys.